0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Listen, I've got to give a, a clue
2: here now. I don't want any more bullshit any time during the day from anyone. That includes me. It's going to be very hot, going to be very
1: uncomfortable for everybody. Want anybody yelling? We get anybody yelling around here anymore
2: today, and then the are is going to hit the fan.
1: If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. I- I- I-
3: Well, you seem very, very proud of your homeland. Indeed I am. You know, I miss it. Being here in France, I miss it back home. and I bless the rains down in Africa. Right, right, like the song. Oh, I'm not familiar with that. It's the lyrics to the Toto song, Africa. Uh, I'm not familiar with that. But at any rate... It's going to take a lot to drag, drag me away from you From you? That's what I was going to say Should we do it in hominy? Oh, that's so bizarre, I was going to say drag me away from you from this great interview And now The two people who
2: you know and who you trust And whose on-screen chemistry can usually best be described as two people Our feature presentation What's up party people? Welcome in to yet another all-new Kevin and Bean Show This time it's for a Tuesday, the 24th of September Good morning, y'all Morning Good
4: morning, Bean How's everybody feeling? Great I feel nice Especially.
2: I feel worse.
5: Oh. Yeah, tell me, tell,
2: tell me, Muggs, what's going on with your broken collarbone? This
5: is uh, day two, mm-hmm. uh, and way worse than yesterday. The pain is really starting to set in here. Mm-hmm. The doctor warned me that there'll be days like this, and the th- that didn't even make sense. The third day is going to be the worst pain. Oh. So that's tomorrow. Are you on all kinds of crazy uh, painkillers? Well, like I said yesterday, I try to limit the really, really heavy stuff for at night. Mm -hmm. So there might be some residual that I took last night, but this morning I started with a good old ibuprofen. Yeah.
6: Mm -hmm. I will say there's a common eye. Today... He's much more reserved. Yeah. Yesterday he was bouncing off the walls, it's like yeah. a party, yeah. it was like a party yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Today he's yeah. it's the, the reality he's setting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, oh,
4: like no. yesterday he's like check out my new sling guys. Right. <laughs> Does anyone want
6: to sign it? And now today he's just like life's over. <laughs> yeah.
2: How, how how long is the recovery uh, on a broken collarbone? It is six
5: to eight weeks, dude. Yeah. So, and I took a shower this morning for the mm-hmm. first time since the injury, mm-hmm. and boy, oh, boy, was that not fun! I, I mean, I, I one handed everything.
6: Right.
5: Uh, I was putting <laughs> I was putting on, on my deodorant one handed, Le- left left armpit, left hand. It was it was so sad. It was so sad and so hard ever since i can remember i was popping my collar popping popping my collar i think you need to be
2: taking the heavy stuff right now during the show man i don't
5: i don't recommend that while i'm running the
2: whole uh the board here i think that'd be fun for all of us <laughs> <laughs> i don't know all right well let us know if there's anything we can do for you
5: all right i I might need ruben uh, as my
2: headphone caddy though
5: yeah. oh, ali ali oh, right. mentioned that earlier yeah.
2: that's a great so, idea yeah yeah and um Allie, mm-hmm. anything new with you?
4: No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Good I talk. I literally went to bed last night. I had a very long day yesterday, and I went to bed last night around six p.m. and boy, did I wake up at eleven thirty! Like I had just slept a whole marathon of an evening.
2: That's sweet. So that's we able fun. to go back to sleep after the eleven
4: thirty? Um, yeah, around one thirty ish. Yeah, so a couple more hours of sleep, and I was okay. up, but. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I finished um, Unbelievable last night. Oh. Am I the only one who has seen it yet? Yeah. Oh.
4: Okay. I'm uh, sorry.
2: On Netflix. Mm. I've heard. I've heard great things. It's phenomenal.
4: It's very sad. Very um, sad.
2: It is uh, for folks who don't know. This is a new Netflix series starring the brilliant Tony Collette and the brilliant Merritt Weaver, who by the way has never been better. And um, they are cops who investigate rapes.
4: And it's a sitcom? It's a comedy. Yeah.
2: Uh, nope. Very serious.
6: Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, it is a, uh, it's a, uh, an eight parter and there's a serial rapist that you, you, uh, I mean, look, I'm sure this is based on a lot of uh, real life, tough police work that is done, but you have so much respect for how tedious that job is, and how many dead ends there are mm-hmm. before you finally get something that might lead you in the direction of the person you're seeking, and they do not give up, and it is—it's remarkable television. I know that we just had the Emmys this weekend, but I'm already ready to fast forward to next year and watch Merritt Weaver's speech because she's incredible. Yeah, incredible. you know
4: it's based on a true story, right? Yes, yeah. based on a
2: true story. Yeah. Uh, it's great, though. For folks who have only only heard about it or maybe haven't, it's uh, definitely a, a, a recommendation from Bing. Hmm. Uh, and you guys will love it if you have the opportunity to watch it. It's real good. Okay. I
6: mean, as you know, there is too much
2: TV. I know. But I will put this uh, on the list. Yeah, put it on the list. And speaking of cops, I saw a great story that we could have saved for great news, but I can't wait. This, is, uh, this involves local Anaheim police. Alex Ungarono, I'm sure is not how his na- name is pronounced, and Lorenzo Uribe were. Uh, I don't think hit on- either. I don't think so either. They were on their way uh, in Anaheim, responding to the call of a suspicious vehicle on Sunday afternoon. It's eighty-five degrees outside, and they drive by an eighty-five-year-old man who is out mowing the lawn in eighty-five-degree heat. Mm. They say we got to help this dude out. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I lied. He's 83. He's 83.
4: Oh, then it's fine. They kept driving? His name is
2: (laughs) Lupe Robles, and I think I got that one right, Mm -hmm. had been up on Sunday working since dawn, mowing not his, but his neighbor's yards, and pruning and watering their trees and shrubs for free, as he has done for the past 13 years in his Anaheim neighborhood.
4: That's very nice.
2: It's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And he's out there struggling with this lawnmower in an 85-degree day. And the police officers turned around and they said, we've got to help this guy out. <clears throat> so I
7: one can of the... just about walk. I can't hold walk. I can't see too far and I can't hear too
2: good. And there he is right there. So one of the police officers got on the lawnmower and the other started cutting down some trees to see what else they could help him with. And uh, somebody caught it on a video, as is so often the case. This is not the police officers advertising this. This is a neighbor who saw the cops out there doing the work with this old man. And they put it up on social media. So I'm so happy that these officers are getting the recognition that they deserve. And I suspect that, you know, police officers almost always make the news when it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I suspect there are thousands of little things like this that go on in communities all over America that we never even hear about.
6: And shouts to that neighbor who videos how lazy he is. Uh, <laughs>
4: yeah, doesn't he's, help. Just grab he the just video. Goes, he just goes, Oh, normally I let yeah. this eighty
6: three year old man do all yeah. of it. Now I'm gonna let cops <laughs> right. who could be doing definitely better things, yeah. I'm right. gonna let them do it. But I'll post it.
4: I bet he also called friends in the neighborhood and was like, Hey, rob that liquor store. Oh yeah, cops are over here. Yeah. That guy oh, is such a dick.
6: And keep rub- like rummaging through the eighty three year olds place because yeah. he's not gonna be back no. for a while.
4: Unbelievable that neighbor. <laughs>
2: Uh, so once again, you managed to ruin a great thing. Okay. So I just want to, uh, once again, without attempting to mangle their names, I just want to give a big shout out to the uh, wonderful officers of the Anaheim Police Department. Well, well done. So right. if
6: an 83-year-old is like, I'd like to mow your lawn and fix your front yard, just pay someone else.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Why are they, why is that, a, what, yeah, why exactly. Why accept it?
6: Good point. I'd, I'd be like, don't do that,
2: guy. Seriously, take a break.
6: Yeah, go live the end of your life in happiness, not in... (laughs) In air air
2: conditioning. (laughs) Yeah, not in slavery. (laughs) Um, Let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we?
8: We will not let you get away with this. Right here, right now, is where we draw the line. Oh, oh.
2: you do not want to cross, Greta, man. No. I am telling you.
6: Hates our show, it seems.
2: Sounds like it. Uh, Jensen, Mm -hmm. Untitled Goose Game today.
6: Uh very excited to go over the newest trend in video game. Uh, It's
2: pretty good. Hmm. It's fascinating that Mm -hmm. somebody came up with this and that it is as as popular as it has become so quickly.
6: Yeah, if you think Fortnite is stupid, I have the answer (laughs) to the
2: opposite. Yes. Um, Also, wedding proposal gone wrong. You may have already seen this. We have questions on how it went so terribly wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's perhaps the best red carpet interview ever. Mm. If you haven't heard it, we'll break it down for you from Sunday's Emmy Red Carpet. Is this guy stealing my shine? Um,
6: it's not your it's, work. Yeah, it's it would be of your interviewee. Yeah, oh. and, and you will never top it. It is wow, unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: it's it's strong. Also, um, I suspect we're going to hear some interesting stories with our phone topic today. In the eight o'clock hour, we're going to be looking for you. If something happened to you that no one believes, like that time I was abducted by aliens. Remember, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I keep telling everybody they're like it didn't happen. It was a dream. And I'm like it happened. My butt still hurts. <laughs> I can't get anyone to believe me. Right. This is what we're gonna be looking for. It turns out that uh, uh, Jensen has a story. Yeah. Allie has a story, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you have a story as well. So we'll be getting into that. Also, and this is maybe the reason the real reason to listen today, give it away the farm, you guys, mm-hmm. or the store, whichever one you give away. Uh Hello Mega tour tickets for Dodger Stadium with Green Day Weezer and Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Also, uh Allie, you've got Joker screening tickets to yeah, see I it ahead know. of it opening next Friday, mm-hmm. right? And WWE SmackDown. The 20th anniversary is coming to Sable Center with every major superstar from Raw and SmackDown Live. This is a must-see event. We have tickets for that. And Allie's got what's happening when we return on K-Rock.
5: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
2: I can't talk too long. I gotta poo. Okay, we'll let you get right <laughs> to that. First, Ali's got What's Happening here on this Tuesday morning Kevin and Bean Show.
4: Woo! The Emmys, you guys. Yeah. Bean, what did you think the numbers would be yesterday? You mentioned to The Hollywood Reporter's lovely Matt Bellany.
2: Well, I knew they were 10 million last year, Mm -hmm. so I was speculating the way it's been going for broadcast TV that it was probably going to be around nine.
4: Okay. Emmy viewership falls under 7 million for the first time in an all-time low rating. At some point, it's not going to be worth them airing it, you guys. Yeah, yeah that's so low. It's so low. Yeah, six point nine million viewers, which normally I'd say nice, but it's not nice. That is thirty-two uh, percent down from last year's ceremony on NBC. So that's particularly bad. Um,
2: question? Yes. You, you have a, a show with a ton of stars on it. You would think that that would get people to watch just because it's a, you know, it's a once a year event with a lot of stars in it. Is it that people just don't care about awards? People just don't care who wins I, awards?
6: I think we've hit a fatigue. Right? Mm-hmm. Award show fatigue. I think mm-hmm. people don't love, especially and me, and I used to love award shows. Like, I'd watch just to, like, root on my favorite mm-hmm. shows. I don't want to see, like, the self-celebratory stuff anymore. It just mm-hmm. seems like we all hit a, you know, like, a, a wall with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. And it's mostly for shows that people don't watch.
4: I think that's it, too. That before, it was, you know, you had four TV stations. Yeah,
6: cheers. Seinfeld. Yeah. You know, you knew it was Frasier. You knew, you knew the, knew the shows. shows.
4: Even if you didn't watch them, you knew them. Yeah. But people mm-hmm. are like, flee bag marvelous mrs Maisel. I don't know what the heck these shows are yeah so i feel like why would i why would i watch to see people i don't even know congratulating themselves on the stage yes yeah. i think that plays a big part
2: and i think you're right uh, jensen the self congratulatory aspect of those shows has worn people down, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just to see people you don't care about reading lists of names is not good television.
6: I have always argued that there is room for a new award show. I don't know if it's not like the Blockbuster Awards mm-hmm. or something, but a new show that just completely changes the format totally. And I don't know what it is, but I think that there is a world where it's completely reinvented and people start to watch it, but it's not the one that we know of.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I, I, a few, I used to love those award yeah. shows, and I only watch them for work now. I would not have had any interest Said it otherwise. Yeah.
4: I was I was really glad it was on at 5 p.m. because I knew I had to watch it for work. Mm-hmm. But by 6.30, I was like, oh, I really want to watch The Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> like, I really want this to end. So at least, at least they're not, you know, at 8 p.m. anymore. Yeah. I guess we've got that. Also, let's stop them. Yeah, let's stop them all. Okay, then. let's stop them all. Uh, you know who also just couldn't even really care less about sitting there watching the Emmys?
7: Hmm.
4: People at the Emmys. John Ham skipped most of the Emmys to hang out backstage. So he was <laughs> in his seat for the opening, then he's like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna head out. He was seated next to, and this might have something to do with it. He was seated uh, seated next to Gwyneth Peltrow and her husband, Brad Falchuk, so maybe he didn't want to hang out with them. Yeah, he was sick I of
6: hearing know. about a macrobiotic diet. Yes. And uh craps.
4: And shoving eggs up your butt.
6: Yeah, and vajazzling. Yeah. yeah,
4: and not normal eggs, you guys. Don't, if you're about to make breakfast, don't shove an egg <laughs> up no, there. No, definitely And not. it's not even your butt, it's your hoo-ha. Anywho, um, so he opted to chill in the Lint Chocolate Lounge all night, and he wasn't alone. Empire star Terrence Howard and Taraji P. Henson were there. Gwendolyn Christie was also there. Not many people wanted to sit uh, in that audience and watch the show. Yeah. That's not a good sign.
2: Well, I guess uh, they need to start hiring more seat fillers then.
4: Yeah. Maybe that maybe that's the answer. <laughs> Hire more. Ain't hey, nobody seed. got time for this! All right, guys, some birthdays. We've got Stephanie McMahon, Ben Platt, Nir Vardalos, and Kevin Sorbo. Disappointed! Cracks me up. The story with that is that he was reading a line from Hercules, and then at the end it said disappointed, so he was supposed to read it like he was disappointed, but instead he read,
1: Disappointed! But then
4: the Kevin Sorbo truthers came out, and they're like, that wasn't it at all. He would never do that. He's a great actor, and it was like a callback to an inside joke with the crew, and it had to do with a fish called Wanda. (laughs) And I, here's the thing. I like the original story better. Me too. Let's stick with it. Also, wow.
6: disappointed! Does that mean we have to take away the Emmy for yelling disappointed?
4: Did he win an Emmy for no. that? Oh. Kevin
6: Sorbo is not even allowed there. <laughs> no. he, he would explode if
4: he walked in the Emmys.
2: He uh, he might be a seed filler, though. That's true.
4: Oh, okay. Well, we've solved so many problems. There you go. Disappointed! And that's what's happening.
2: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Let's talk uh, geese for a moment. Uh, yeah. Up until now, my favorite uh, goose, or as he pronounced it, goose memory of all, of all time, has been when uh, uh, model Fabio was on that roller coaster and got hit in the face by one. Remember?
6: And, yeah, he deserved it. Oh!
2: and when when I think about Goose that's what I think about and then earlier this year when Beer Mug was on the red carpet after Captain Marvel and he Mm -hmm. interviewed Goose the Cat
5: I'm here with Goose the Cat Goose, what was it like working alongside the
2: talented and lovely Brie Larson?
5: It was perfect So Beer Mug can go straight
2: to hell (laughs) And and now you've got a new Goose to introduce us to, Jensen Yeah,
6: this past weekend if you were on Twitter at all you noticed Goose was trending and it had nothing to do with anything that Bean just brought up or Top Gun.
4: I immediately thought volleyball.
6: No. No? no. It's a mm. video game that has taken the world by storm. And let me explain. With Fortnite and Halo and all these, you know, uh, games that sort of confuse me, even with the new Zelda on Switch, you would think that's what video the video game industry is all about, right? Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah. that's No, no, no. This game is going to bring a lot of casual video game fans back to the genre okay okay this game is by panic studios and it took three years to make and it all started with the guy who created you know the guy who owns this company he just posted a picture of a goose online and said let's make a game about this no plan nothing just a goose just a photo just
2: crowdsourcing Yeah. D- no
6: just saying out loud let's make a game and then him and his company which is called house house they just got they were like yeah let's make a game about a goose and now, the Untitled Goose Game has been released.
4: That's the name of it?
6: That is what it's called. The
4: Untitled Goose Game. That's it. Oh, what is with this company?
6: <laughs> That's Why are called. they calling it that? I don't know, but here's what the concept of the game is. <laughs> is it a
4: kid's game? No,
6: it's, well, kids can play it, but it's, uh-huh. it's for everyone. That's okay. a terrible idea. No, it's a great idea. Players get to take control of a goose in the outskirts of a English town, and they basically live the life of a simulated, genuine a-hole of an animal. Okay. Okay? Because if you think about Goose, they don't do anything. Uh, they just attack you, they if just you attack get They just attack and him. make noises.
4: So I'm the Goose... I'm not someone taking care of the goose. No,
6: you are the goose. Okay. And you you play in situations like a farm or a pub or a town center. I can go in a
4: pub? You can go in a pub. Okay, I'm in. Okay.
6: (laughs) Throughout the game, you're just an urban terrorist. You block paths, right? You squawk at innocent people to annoy them. You break expensive items. You steal from children. This is great. And and the missions are all like, you know, have a picnic or throw the groundskeeper's rake into a lake. (laughs) And, And you ruin people's lives. Lives. But
2: uh, nothing uh, <laughs> nothing awful or violent. You no. don't attack anybody. Like peck eyes out. It's just, no. yeah, it's okay. just mischief,
6: right? Yeah, you just, okay.
2: You're just a bully. Just
6: goose shenanigans. Yeah, you can't run. Mm-hmm. You definitely can't fly. No. You sort of just waddle. Why are geese dicks? Uh, well, you only have two <laughs> actions in the game. You can only do two things. Okay. Other than run or right. whatever, waddle. Honk. Okay. And bite. Oh. Those are just the two buttons you can do. Okay. Uh, it's like Home Alone. But with, with instead of Macaulay Culkin, you're a goose. Okay. Uh, you can honk whenever you want. And, you, and also, there it is, see? You can also poop on the sidewalk. Oh. <laughs> or, all right. Or just pick up trash and put it in front of someone's house.
2: Uh, Jensen, you know a lot about video games. Is this the first video game ever that you can poop in?
6: Uh, no. There are games where you can poop, but I don't know if you see your remnants after you're done. Oh, but I hope not. There are games where you can just go to the toilet. Okay. Poop, yeah. All right. Uh, but this
2: is the only one you can goose poop.
6: Well, this is the only game in the world that has, like, zero consequences. So, like, for example, I could just, like, take someone's life and, like... Like, like, for example, a farmer can have one rose that he's been working on Mm -hmm. years to set up his crops and stuff, and then I can go and just tear that rose apart, and then he gets really mad and runs after me, but if I come back, I could just watch him clean it up and and plant a new one.
8: Oh, Oh, man. And it's
6: super sad. This is dark. He just, like, slowly and methodically (laughs) cleans up and then just plants a new seed, and then you leave and bother someone else. Is there
2: any way to either win or lose? Yes.
6: So, you're given, um, like, a checklist of things to do, and you have to just mark them off one by one, and it only takes, like, three hours to finish the whole game. It only
4: takes Takes three hours, yeah. said the guy that's just pooping on sidewalks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not doing it in real life uh, right now.
6: Okay. Uh, but it's so fun. It's all puzzles. Um, and it's actually kind of like a calming experience to just kind of maintain a life of an animal who pays no price for his actions.
2: You know, I would
6: love it. 80% is what it's currently getting at Metacritic. Video Gamer says the untitled goose game uh, encapsulates the pleasure in poking fun without ever turning nasty and you're a goose which is great. Uh, God is a geek is another website they said a lovely small package of fun being this naughty has never felt this good.
0: Mm, yeah, I
8: think the kids are going to love
6: it. I'm telling everyone. There's no there's I've never had so much fun in a video game than just walking around as an like an <laughs> asshole goose. <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> is, is a sentence that was just said on our show.
6: I love it. All right, are you guys not into this? Oh, where can I find it? You can buy it on the Switch, okay, or on on like Steam, so like a PC or Mac. Mm-hmm. But on the Switch, it's like fifteen dollars, and you can just download it and play it for. How
2: drunk can Allie's Goose get at the pub?
6: Yeah, I, there is sort of a thing about breaking people's beers, but I don't, I like breaking their glasses and stuff. Oh, see, that seems mean. Well, that's you're a goose. Okay, uh, but- <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Tragic uh, story in the news and the reason we bring it up uh, there's no uh, silver lining there's no laughs here but the reason we bring it up is I need more information on this story and Technology. I am hoping I'm hoping there's somebody out there who is either a doctor or maybe in this case, a diver who can help explain what happened. I'm going to play some news or audio for you here in a minute. But the, the gist of the story is this couple from Louisiana, Stephen and Kenesha, have been dating for about two years. And he decides on this vacation that they're on to Pemba Island, which is uh, off the coast of Tanzania, Eastern Africa. He decides that they're staying in this, this fantastic cabin. Have you guys seen the pictures?
4: Just, you told me not to read this story. Yeah, not okay. See
2: the pictures this is a beautiful cabin that is out in the water and the bedroom is 30 feet underwater. So as you're laying in bed, you're actually looking at the ocean outside the giant windows mm-hmm. in your in your uh, your bungalow. It's just Gorgeous. He decides he is going to propose. And you'll hear the contents of the note that he covered in plastic and held up against the window while his fia- soon-to-be fiancé was filming from inside. Okay? So you get the gist. He goes out. He jumps into the water. He goes down about 30 feet to where the room is where she can see him like he's in a fish tank and holds up a note. Here's the story.
4: What does that say? When
8: Steven Weber proposed to girlfriend Kanisha Antoine, Oh, I just can't. He did it with a little bit of daring, writing, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you.
2: <laughs> I can't hold my breath long enough. Yeah. That becomes significant in a moment.
8: <laughs> Her answer? A resounding yes. But Weber never heard the reply. He drowned shortly after this proposal. Well, I- What?
2: Yeah. Yes. He drowned uh, during the proposal. And here's why I need some help from a diver or a doctor at 1-800-520-1067. When you watch this video, Ali, you will see that he appears to be in peak health. He swims down there. He holds the sign up. She sees it. Then he reaches around and pulls out of the trunk of uh, the, uh, the pockets of the trunks that he's wearing. He pulls out an engagement ring and actually, you know, has the time to hold the ring up, open the box so that she can see it. And then you see him kind of push off and head toward uh, the surface. Yeah. Okay. So she's videoing all of this from the room. So something happened between the time that he proposed and then started heading toward the surface to the time he got to the surface and was essentially unconscious.
6: And and, and yeah, one of the uh, reports that I had had heard, too, said that it took so long for him to get up, like even though he's. Dead at that time, like it was. He was down there forever, which also but is weird. Why? I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out.
2: Because yeah. he's he's not struggling. He's not rushing. He's no. not. Ha- it, he doesn't appear to be having any trouble holding his breath. How does he end up? And he was still alive when he got to the top, Jensen. because oh, okay. Some boaters nearby pulled him up and gave him mouth to mouth, and he had a pulse. Oh, okay but then died afterwards like what could have happened to this guy he's 40 years old
4: could have had a heart attack yeah right at that time
2: brain aneurysm C- something stroke? like that stroke yeah. this this is what i'm wondering is and and forgive me if this is stupid and this is why i want to talk to a diver um Is 30 feet down enough that you have to be careful going up? Is that far enough down that you have to start thinking about the bends or anything like that? Or not far enough? 30 is
6: pretty low, man. I mean, I even feel like I get a little pressure at the bottom of like an eight-foot pool. Really? (laughs) I do, yeah.
4: You're a mess. Um, But 30 feet to go... Because he has to go down the 30 feet. Yeah. And hold his breath, right? Do the whole showing of the thing against the the screen. Which takes what?
2: About 30 seconds, would you say, Jensen? Yeah.
4: He could have... Yeah.
6: He, he also... This is bad. He he went down there knowing that breath... Like, I, I know it was a joke kind of in the letter, but, yeah. like, he did keep it in mind. Yeah. So it's also weird for him... You know, he didn't just go down there and be like, I, I could do this. He was kind of slightly... Understanding that he would run well, out of breath. He
2: was, he was making a pun. Yeah, he was making a pun in the letter, basically yeah. saying, I, I can't, yeah, about his breath when he knew he was going to be underwater. All right, let's hear some more of the story. The Louisiana couple, both 40 years old, had been
8: together for two years. So excited. And were celebrating their love with a bucket list vacation. Here we go. Staying in a partially submerged hotel room about 30 feet underwater. The $1,700-a-night room is the centerpiece of the Manta Resort, a luxurious hotel off the coast of Tanzania. Stephen's sister, Mandy, said their family knew Stephen
2: was planning to pop the question, but weren't aware of his risky plans. I mean, he probably thought, he planned this thing out and thought, what can go wrong? I'm just mm-hmm. jumping into a pool essentially. I'm going to do the do and then I'm going to come back up and we're going to we're going to do it, right? I mean that's what he was thinking. Sure.
4: I wonder if when he was heading up like he he hit his head on some part of the of the House or something yeah. like knocked him out, got disoriented. I don't know.
2: His uh, his fiance uh, says uh, in her Facebook posts uh, when, where she posted this video, you can actually see you never emerged from those depths, so you never got to hear my answer. Yes, yes, a million times yes, I will marry you. She said sadly after he was already dead. Let's go to line one at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. This is Matt Playa Del Rey. He is an ocean lifeguard. He sounds like somebody who may know something about this. Matt, thank you for listening. What's going on, dude?
3: Hey guys, yeah, you know, listen to the story. I, it sounds like I've been diving since I was 12 years old, I've been spearfishing um, pretty much since 12 to now, and it sounds like this guy got what's called shallow water blackout.
2: Oh, what, what? tell me about that? So, it's this is
3: this classic. It sounds like this so it's shallow water blackout is pretty much you're not in that deep of water, 30 feet for diving, you know, it might be deep for some people, but it's not for a diver. If you go down to that depth and you hold your breath for a really long time and you're really pushing it, which it sounds like this dude was doing, um, you know, you're going to shoot to the surface when you need air. And what often happens in shallow water blackout is people are diving. Usually it's with spear fishermen, too. They hold their breath looking for fish. They're at the bottom for a really long time. They come up either too fast or they just come up like normal. And you get to the surface, it kind of probably feels like you're getting drunk. And as you get to the surface, you're kind of like getting all dizzy, and you just pass out. Yeah. Guys will go down. They make it up to the surface like this. Um, and then they just end up losing consciousness and sink back down.
2: Oh, my gosh. It's so, so sad.
6: I, that's, yeah, I Honestly, it's, it's, I don't even like swimming for this reason. I know this sounds insane. I like swimming above water or, like, you know, being in a pool. Oh, you
4: can swim above water?
6: Well, you know, like...
4: (laughs) Tell us more Jesus. Jesus,
3: I am.
6: am, This is a weird way to come out as Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, you know, like regular, you know, swim strokes like yeah. he's
4: doing a freestyle stroke for yes. those that can't see it i can do that but
6: anything below that low like anything yeah. below four or five feet i feel it in my head i would never
3: do this yeah you've uh, all felt uh, that squeeze in your ear yeah. when you guys are diving you know yeah. you can feel that pressure kind of equalize and change
2: have you ever been around a situation where this has happened to someone this shallow water blackout
3: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. So over here in the South Bay here in Palos Verdes, a lot of guys will, during the spring, they they dive for a fish called a white sea bass. It's kind of a prized uh, ocean fish to spear. You have to (laughs) kind of like an underwater ninja to get them because they're really hard to find. And, you know, every other year or so, people will unfortunately kind of max out their ability and they'll stand or too long. And you'll hear it in the news. Yeah, guys, guys, do die doing this? You know, and unfortunately, this is exactly what happened to this guy proposing.
2: Well, you have answered all of my questions and it sounds very likely that that's what's happened. So uh, thank you yeah. very much for calling. We all appreciate right, guys. it. Yeah, Thanks, thank you. And, and what a uh, just what a super sad story to go from the highest high of this uh, amazing proposal for marriage and thinking this is the beginning of the rest of my life.
6: It's a dumb yeah. way to get out of a proposal,
2: though. You know what I, I don't mean? think like, that's, he doesn't want to marry that's, not, that's not what it. we're talking about here. thats no. I think you've missed.
5: That went south so fast! It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
2: This day in history
5: with old man Ruben. It was September 24th, 1991, when Nirvana released a seminal album, Nevermind, forever changing rock music and giving a voice to an entire generation. I was living in Seattle at the time and working as a fisherman. I specialized in salmon and halibut, supplying some of the city's finest restaurants with sea life for their menus. Everything was going great, and then one morning a whale smashed into my houseboat, tossing everything I owned into the water and sinking my entire business. I swam for over six miles back to shore and had to leave the fish industry for good. Sad too, because it was a great gig. I miss it. Oh yeah, Nirvana. I was more of a blind melon guy.
4: See? <laughs> because
2: President has had an interesting life, hasn't he? It's
4: quite the journey to get back to Nirvana. Long road
2: for that punchline. (laughs) Hey, you guys, uh, the weekend after next, Hulk Hogan will be there, Ric Flair, Sting, Goldberg. Also, let's not forget, WWE champion Kofi Kingston versus Brock Lesnar for the championship. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. That's right. It's all going down at the WWE 20th uh, SmackDown 20th anniversary at Staples Center October 4th. We're giving away tickets right now to the callers on the line if they can get through this game called... Animal Mania.
3: Oh yeah, let's go, brother. Animal Mania. Hey,
1: brother, welcome to Animal Mania, where you can win tickets to SmackDown. Animal Mania. That's right, brother. Just identify the animal that was used on the WWE. Animal Mania. All right, brothers or sisters, it's time to play Animal Mania. <laughs> Be cool, eat fruit. This is Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs>
2: Now, when you say identify the animal, Jensen, yeah. what do you mean?
6: Well, in the 80s and early 90s, many wrestlers were given an animal to come out to the ring with or as part of their quote-unquote gimmick. Mm-hmm. And this is going to... Basically, I'm asking you for the animal mm-hmm. that these okay. certain wrestlers brought out.
2: Okay. That's loud. All right. Let's go to, uh, this is the good Omar. He's in hey. Sun Valley, and he's on line one, up first on the Kevin Bean Show. So they get through you, Jensen. They name the animal. They're in the drawing to win a pair of tickets. That's right. Omar, are you a big wrestling head?
1: Oh, big time. Yes,
6: sir. All right, here we go. This one should be easy for you. Jake Roberts is considered one of the greatest psychological wrestlers of all time. Just his musky stare alone could instill the fear of God in his opponents. But that was never enough. Jake carried around a burlap bag with a terrifying animal inside that also gave him his nickname. What was the animal?
1: Jake the Snake, Robert. Here's
2: the CDP. There you go. That's the first one. All right. Omar is in the running. Thank you. Let's go to Vanessa. She's up next, Garden Grove, Line 2.
6: All right, Vanessa, here we go. The Boogeyman was one of the WWE's most ridiculous attempts at creating a real-life monster in the ring with his black and red face paint, missing teeth, and erratic seizure-like movements, but it was his slithery sidekicks that put the horror over the edge. What creepy crawlers would Boogeyman chomp on himself but also leave in the mouths of his defeated opponents? Worms, worms, it is. Worms, it
2: is. Thank you, Vanessa. So wait, so he would like, <laughs> like a mama bird would like put worms into the mouth of the people he beat in uh, the ring.
6: Yeah, but more violent. So he would eat the worms and chew oh, and everything, mm-hmm. and then he would also at the end then put the worms in like sort of like a a shove the worms into the mouth of the person on the floor
2: i feel like the animal rights activist closed out a lot of these
6: acts (laughs) just so you know i worked at wwe around those years in 2005 2006 he was practicing that idea with
2: rats oh Oh. okay all right okay Okay. i just threw up a little bit in my mouth yeah let's go to covina please line three this is art he's a cable guy
6: oh art you ready uh, for a little wwe action
2: Let's do this, party people.
6: All right. Davey Boy Smith was a British treasure in the WWE during the 80s. He's best known for his work as a tag team wrestler and his relation to the Storied Heart Foundation. But at one time, he was accompanied by what breed of dog, lovingly named Matilda, that also doubled as his ring moniker?
1: That would be the bulldog, the British bulldog. That
6: works.
2: Nice. By the way, you're in the drawing, sir. Thank you very much. I know I say this every time we do a wrestling-related game. Mm -hmm. Our Lister's rule when yeah. it comes to wrestling Rest, stuff wrestler heads they really know their stuff yeah. all right angel monrovia up next line four
6: all right hey, Angel. Okay, here, here we go wwe <clears throat> hall of famer ricky steamboat will always be remembered as one of the most skilled superstars to ever compete but in one match it was this reptile that stole the spotlight when he revealed it as a scare tactic at the end of the match way before way before game of thrones <laughs> what animal did ricky bring to compete
1: believe it was a komodo
2: dragon yeah. all right let's try to do two more real fast all let's right. go to joanna up next Rancho kookamonga all
6: right you ready for this one joanna Sure. All right. The outlandish Coco Beware was one of my favorite superstars in the 80s, and because of Frankie, his pet bird that would perch itself outside the ring during matches. I contemplated revealing that the real bird Frankie died in a house fire a few years later, (laughs) but then I figured it would be too sad for a radio game. So you tell me, what type of flying friend was the barbecued birdie?
8: Uh, It was a parrot. It was
6: a parrot. uh,
2: this is astonishing, you guys. It truly is. It's amazing. All right. Uh, line six, L.A. Yeah, Eric. Good morning, party people. All right, Eric. Uh, we no are pr- no pressure here. Yeah, perfect exactly. Game. Perfect right. game so far. Don't screw it up.
6: Speaking of birds, it was WrestleMania 9 when the iconic Undertaker was set to grapple with Giant Gonzalez, a seven-footer who wore a bodysuit that made him look like Bigfoot. But more on that another time. What is important is the bird that walked to the ring with Undertaker. What type what type of Death Valley flying creature found time from picking apart dead people bodies in the desert to make this pay-per-view
2: appearance in
1: 1993? That
2: would have been a vulture. Unbelievable. Sure. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, we ran the table, you guys. Omar, Vanessa, Art, Angel, Johanna, and Eric are all in the running. Unfortunately, only one wins the tickets, although they all deserve them. Hit the uh, thing again. Uh, Four tickets to uh, WWE SmackDown 20th anniversary at the Staples Center. You can buy them at AXS.com. Or who wins
4: them right now? She's from Garden Grove. It's Vanessa B. on line (laughs) two. Nice. Vanessa,
2: have Hi. a great time! Thank Congratulations! So Thanks for playing Animal Media. Animal Mania.
5: It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock.
2: Allie, I, I don't want to steal your thunder because I know you got some great stories for us here and what's happening. Well,
4: this is a great story about no. <laughs>
2: What just happened? I don't want to say your thunder, but we have Uh something. We have something that's uh, that's entertainment related coming up just after eight, Uh and it is maybe. Maybe the greatest red carpet interview ever. I love it.
4: It's a great uh, interview, and by interview, just letting a guy talk and not challenging him in any way. Mm -hmm.
2: Terrence uh, Howard, Uh Oscar-nominated actor, who is Lucius, of course, on uh, Empire. He was stopped by Sam Rubin, and uh, here's just a clip of what we're going to be hearing, a greatly expanded version of in a minute.
9: I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that... You know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations. I mean, how do you not?
6: How is that not cheers with beer punch? <laughs> I
2: mean. I, I do, do believe, believe. in it. Mean. How You're no friend of mine if you're not sticking around to hear the entirety of the yes. Terrace Tower interview. Uh, that is coming up right after 8. Allie will take us there with what's happening.
4: Well, we all know social media can be an absolute dumpster fire. Uh-huh. But it can also be used for good. Rallying people for a good cause. Maybe you're raising money for someone super deserving. Um, it feels like we had a run Uh, like every other week Mark Ruffalo was losing something in a cab so he'd reach out to his Twitter followers and say hey if you see this backpack let me know so you can find things as well through Twitter right? Yeah, That's where Lenny Kravitz comes in He asked his Twitter followers yesterday if they could help him find a pair of beloved sunglasses that he has misplaced. He shared two photos of of himself wearing these square silver frames and said, I'm missing this pair of sunglasses after my show in LA at the Shrine this weekend. They are incredibly sentimental to me. They're vintage and they belong to a family member. Hoping to get them back, no questions asked.
2: She's always the family member, by the way. (laughs) Hoping to get them back. I
4: don't think he borrowed them. I think maybe someone gave them to him and maybe he died.
2: Okay. Of course he died.
4: Um he even created a dedicated email address for tips. So he said, any information, please email Glasses at gmail.com. I mean, he really wants these glasses back Yeah. Guys. That's sad.
6: I wanna I wanna take an email that's like Kravitz uh, KravitzGlasses1 at gmail.com or something and just yeah. get get his runoff. Yeah. And get his leftovers? Yeah. <laughs>
4: You think someone would mistakenly put a one at the end?
6: (laughs) Sure. Hopefully. Kravitz's glasses?
4: Kravitz's glasses. Is it right now
6: just Kravitz's glasses? It's just
4: Kravitz with the Z at the end.
6: Yeah, easily. I could do Kravitz's glasses and get all his runoff. I I bet
2: you get some emails.
6: Yeah, and put people on a sort of wild goose chase. Yeah. An untitled goose chase.
4: <laughs> what is wrong with you right now? I really want to screw Lenny Kravitz. How can I do it? How can I save him from getting his glasses back and have some fun with people's I mean, niceness? Listen, I'm just saying. Just saying, you guys. Uh, we all know that reading is for suckers. Absolutely. But, um, what was more popular for books than Oprah's Book Club? Nothing. Right?
2: Yeah, she sold uh, she sold a billion of them.
4: She, billion.
6: She, and she made Jonathan Franzen like a huge author. I remember that was a big one. And then she got behind the wrong author with, what's his name? Gray. That was his uh, name? Million Little... Yeah, not Million
4: Million Little Pieces. Million Little Pieces? Yeah,
6: I think so. That's
8: also
4: a show on ABC. Yeah. Keep going. on. Oprah, it. Oprah, Oprah! Oprah. Well, here's the thing. The book club, to end all book clubs, is coming back. Oprah Winfrey shared her first selection for her show on Apple TV+, Plus, dubbed Oprah's Book Club. I mean, I feel like it's just the same name. Uh, she selected The Water Dancer. Bean, have you read that? I have not. Tanisi Coates? All right. Well, uh, tune in uh, when the network drops November 1st on Apple TV+. Plus. Have we discussed I- if we're going to get that? Uh, we're all going to get rude.
2: that. Yeah, we discussed. We're all going to get that. Yes. I didn't know that book was out yet. By the way,
6: I don't. I think it's coming out, right? Okay. Yeah. He's all great. Right. Uh, yeah. The book was called A Million Little Pieces by James Frey.
4: Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh right, Not well. to be confused with the uh, with the show on ABC that is a delight. That I had first thought uh, you're trying to be a little bit too much. Like uh, this is us. This is us. It's not. It's fantastic. I love it so much. I can't wait for Paul TV to be back, you guys. I love it. Anyway, um, (laughs) Apple TV Plus, I am uh, not sold yet. I think that morning show looks fantastic.
6: That's going to be a huge hit.
4: But that's not enough for me to get it. Well, uh,
2: understandable. I'm
4: just letting you guys know, okay?
9: You know what I think? What? I've made some discoveries Mm -hmm. in my own personal life with the science that... You know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations.
4: I'm not going to lie. I had more stories. I I had more stories, and I don't even want to do them because I want to get to that so bad. So for now, some birthdays Stephanie McMahon, Ben Platt, Nia Verdalos, and Kevin Sorbo.
1: Disappointed!
4: We've talked about this. Uh, The story was, that was in the script, and at the end, it said, disappointed. So you were supposed to say the line like you were disappointed. And then, ugh, Sorbo truthers were like, no, that's not true at all. He's a total professional. He would never do that. It's an inside joke with Cass and crew. It had to do with a fish called Wanda, so stop being mean to Kevin Sorbo. Now, I'm sticking with it. It was at the end of a line. Disappointed! Right, Who's with me? It's a better story. Sure. (laughs) That's what's happening.
3: Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock.
2: Is Terrence Howard okay, or is he trolling, or is he sick, or what's happening here? I'm asking you to diagnose him.
6: He's always been off his rocker.
4: Mm -hmm. He's he's a bit of a a wackadoodle, a little out there. And also
6: Mm -hmm. a real problematic Google search if you get into it.
2: Yeah, well, we're staying away from that right now. Um, <laughs> why was he at the Emmys? Uh, he was not nominated.
4: Uh, he's on a Fox show called Empire, and the Emmys were on Fox.
2: Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, so he was product placement. Understood. All right. So, Terrence Howard, who in this interview mentions that he's never been nominated for an Emmy, by the way, which uh, kind of burns him a little bit. A little bit. Brings it up like three times. <laughs> he uh, he's interviewed on the red carpet. Now, I'm familiar with Sam Rubin, of course. Who's his Who's his partner in crime on the Purple Carpet? Carpet,
3: actually.
4: That is the 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. anchor Jessica Holmes. She is a wonderful human being that we love so much.
2: Well, I am very mad at her at something oh, no. she did in this interview, but we'll get to that. So okay. here they introduce uh, they introduce Terrence uh, on the red carpet.
4: Lucius is in
8: the house. Uh, Terrence Howard here. Mm. You made huge headlines when you said after you complete
9: these 15 episodes of Empire, you got to walk away for a while or forever. For good. I'm, I'm. I mean, everyone keeps trying to tell me, "Don't say it's forever," but I've spent 37 years pretending to be people so that people can pretend to watch and enjoy what I'm doing when. I've made some discoveries in my own personal life. Okay, so it was yeah. going fine, I mm-hmm. think. He well, was basically saying, I need a
2: break.
6: Yeah, but if you listen close, it started to not fully make sense when he's like, I'm pretending to be someone people are
2: pretending to watch. It's getting well, a little I weird. Well, I
4: pretended to watch Empire for a season, <laughs> right. so I get it.
2: But <laughs> I also, I mean, so far, I'm willing to say that he's not too too abnormal no, here because he's, he's right. a guy who's just been working hard and is, uh, you know, this is a tough schedule doing television, and he needs a break. Uh-huh. Okay, but now he's pivots into the science part of it.
9: I've made some discoveries in my own personal life with the science that, you know, Pythagoras was searching for. I was able to open up the flower of life properly and find the real wave conjugations. Okay, what's happening? (laughs) Yes,
8: science!
2: (laughs) What is happening? Is he working on math, like in his trailer or something? And he has cracked a formula that we've been needing to be cracked, or I what? Mean, do you Pythagoras
6: think? theorem. He, he, he's saying that he was able to solve Improve a it? solution that mm-hmm. he was never able to solve based on discoveries in his life
2: okay do we think that's true
6: no
4: it could be why not Someone, uh, someone's gotta come out and say there are no straight lines
6: and, and for people who haven't uh seen the video he also has like wild eyes in it in my <laughs> opinion i mean he always oh, has I wild see. eyes but yeah. this was crazy you know A large- who
4: else had wild eyes Guy named Einstein, right? right. Thank Thank you, you, (laughs) Mazaklan.
9: That we've been looking for for ten thousand years. Why would I continue, you know, walking on water for tips? Okay. Okay. So walking on water for tips,
2: I guess, is what he means. That's acting, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. When he's got solutions to things we've been searching for for ten thousand years, Mm -hmm. and honestly, he's not wrong. It would be a waste of
9: his his genius. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put him on this TV. This is like
2: when Jess Galba walked away for The Honest Company.
6: He's saying he's doing it for science. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep.
9: When I've got an entire generation to teach a whole new world. That's a big remark. Yeah. What, what, what do you intend to, to do? Well, let me put it this way. All energy in the universe is expressed in motion. All motion is expressed in waves. By the way, again, a reminder, this is a red carpet interview at the Emmys. <laughs> right, sir. Right. Sir, this is the Emmys. <laughs> All waves are curved, so where does the straight lines come from to make the platonic solids? There are no straight lines. <laughs> see? So <laughs> See? What is he there talking are about? no straight lines. <laughs>
6: see? I remember the first time I did mushrooms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, if this were a uh, Kevin DeMeat interview in this situation, um, I would say to Terrence Howard I have no idea what mm-hmm. you're talking about mm-hmm. right now but Sam just let it roll off of man water like uh, over a duck you know he yeah. just like it's just taking it in and probably thinking of his next question
9: so when I took the flower of life and opened it properly I found a whole new wave conjugations that expose the in-between spaces that's it's the thing that holds us all together I mean uh what how you, how
6: would you sit there and just listen and not be like, dude, what are you what's going on, man? What yeah. are you talking about? <laughs>
4: yes. Well
2: You've been on the red carpet, Allie. What's going through uh, Sam's mind right now?
4: Well, I'm very different from Sam because I would immediately have said Dude, I'll have what you're having. What are you even saying? I would mm-hmm. interrupt it, but Sam is, uh, you nailed it when you said it before. He's thinking of his next question. <laughs> okay. He's not even listening to this man.
6: This guy said he's quitting acting in science, and Sam went, That's pretty bold. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> pretty bold there. Uh, his partner, I'm uh, sorry, her name again? Jessica Holmes. Jessica has not piped up yet, but she is. Well, going- she's
4: staring at the ground and she looks like she wants to laugh. Mm-hmm. Which or, we're all thinking. Or be
2: teleported out of that arena. Yeah. right? Yeah. All right. She is going to speak up here and make me very angry soon.
9: I'm sharing that. On, on Tuesday when I receive my star, I'm going to be able to prove that gravity is only an effect and not a force.
2: Okay. So <laughs> okay. I assume 1130 is what time those ceremonies always seem to be. So at 1130 this morning, the world will be forever changed as we or it is proved to us mm-hmm. that gravity is not a force. Correct.
6: Right. During his uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, induction, right. he is going to hijack it and tell us that gravity is BS.
2: And this it. is and this is where Jessica jumps in.
9: I'm putting something on YouTube really? where I will build the planet Saturn without gravity and build the Milky Way galaxy yeah. without gravity. Okay, he's building the planet Saturn <laughs> without. Gravity uh-huh. and the Milky Way. Listen
2: to Jessica's question.
4: Did you oh, also Jesus. say you're getting your star? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's what I guarantee she was trying to do. She was trying to get it back on track. She's got producers in her ear saying what guests they have next. They don't want to lose that next guest for Cuckoo Maju, except I would. I'd keep him right up there. But they're getting told who's coming up next, so they're trying to wrap it up. He's building Saturday. I get in it. The Milky I get it. Without wait, gravity. wait, did you say you're getting a star? How, how is that her takeaway? She's, she's just getting it back on track so they can say goodbye. <laughs> I swear. Okay.
9: Did you Won't also say Jesus. you're getting your star yeah. <laughs> on the Walk of Fame. on the Walk of Fame, oh, which well, is interesting?
2: Okay, so now he goes <laughs> on off on the, of the walk tangent. Of fame, she said it like it's bonkers. <laughs> yes. Well, she wants <laughs> even on. Track. Yeah, that's the bonkers thing about this. Year, <laughs> on the you know. walk, walk of fame? fame, not on Burbank Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> like what? So Terrence Howard, in addition to Gravity and Saturn, also has thoughts about his uh, his
9: star. How am I getting a star when I've never for a TV when I've never received an Emmy nomination? for TV.
2: You're a presenter tonight. You can do whatever you want when you stand in front of that <laughs> microphone. What are you going to do? Okay, so Sam said, goes to, again ignoring everything that has come before going but hey, you're a presenter tonight. S- small credit to
6: Sam there. It is a question that could reopen the crazy. Uh-huh. Because he's right. saying you're going to be up on stage. What are you going to do? You can do anything you want.
2: Yeah, because okay. he, he could drop some of his mad knowledge from the stage. Right. Yeah.
9: I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just being honest and looking at it. You know, I would think an Emmy nomination would come first. Okay, so he's got a
2: lot of thoughts in his mind. By the way, he did say in another interview on The Red Carpet with Extra that he wants to go out and promote and teach the new geometry you know. Apparently he has a book about math, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So Terrence Howard, I just got to say, it may be the most uh, newsworthy and significant Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, 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 appearance ever today. Oh,
6: I'm I'm watching with bated breath. I mean, that
2: ceremony... They don't run those things. They don't stream those live, do they?
6: Uh, no.
4: Oh, I think we need to send someone down there. God.
2: I mean, if he's really going to break open the secrets of the universe.
6: I mean,
4: guys, he's going to ruin
6: gravity. (laughs) Yeah. And we're just going to sit here? Yeah.
2: Uh, Terrence Howard, 2020, who's
3: with me? I'm in. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock.
8: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
9: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: There is a Reddit group that I stumbled upon last night looking for alien porn. And um, (laughs) I think it is a fascinating topic. And I'm going to ask you guys if you have anything to contribute to this. The topic is... It happened to me, I swear it, it's real, it's true, I'm not making it up, but nobody believes me. I've told the story before, Mm -hmm. nobody believes me even though it happened. For instance, not that big a thing, but one time I found a $10 bill on the ground. I didn't think much about it until I went to the cash register and realized i left my credit cards at home and I had no cash whatsoever except the $10 I had just found. The stuff that I was buying came to exactly... $10. Yeah,
6: that's that is hard to believe.
2: It is hard to believe. This person says it happened but nobody believes they think she's making the story up. Number 2. I was in New York with my family one time. We all split up for a while to go our separate ways and for some reason I said out loud, I really wish I could meet Dan Marino. Behind me a voice said, "Why are you a fan of me?" And
6: it was Dan Marino.
2: It wasn't. That's what's weird about it.
6: (laughs) It was Joe Montana.
2: (laughs) It was Dan Marino. The guy said it out loud, and Dan Marino was standing behind him. He says...
8: such a big liar.
2: He says everyone thinks he's a big liar, but he's not a big liar. All right, one more, and then I want to throw it up in the room, and we're going to take your calls on this, too. 1-800-520-1067. You swear it happened, but nobody believes you. I was at my friend's lake house when I was eight years old. He lives on an island with only ten homes, and you have to take a five minute ferry to get there. We were playing in his front yard when out of nowhere, a man on a horse-drawn carriage strolls by. He was wearing was a top mean. hat. <laughs> he was wearing a top hat and a really old black suit. We made eye contact, and he simply tipped his hat and kept going. Once he got out of sight, my friend and me chased out after him to try to pet the horse, but when we turned around the corner, he was gone.
4: It was a ghost.
2: We had just seen him 30 seconds earlier, and there was a straight dirt road all the way to the ferry, so there was no possible way he could have just disappeared. I, we tried to tell my grandparents. They didn't believe me. No one has believed me since.
4: I believe you. Why the f*** you lying?
1: Why are you always lying?
4: He saw yeah. an old-timey ghost. That's rad.
2: If you've uh, if if you had this happen to you, it uh, must be the most frustrating thing in the world yeah. to have had an extraordinary... And we all joke about the alien abductions and stuff. But I mean, for the people that it has happened to, to have nobody believe them and look at them like they're crazy,
4: yeah, must be a very difficult way to live. It is. It is, Bean.
2: All right, Allie, well, you sound like you have some experience
4: yeah. in this. Yeah, no one in my elementary school believed me. But this was a huge, huge, huge day for me. Uh, so my dad, um, he used to work at Cedar sinai And he um, was asked to do some consulting for this movie, Like Father, Like Son. It came out uh, in 1987. It, well. it was yeah. Kirk Cameron, Dudley Moore. And it was kind of a Freaky Friday situation. Mm-hmm. Dudley Moore played like a heart surgeon in it. And Kurt Cameron was his high school son. And then they had a Freaky Friday moment. Anyway, my dad had to do consulting on it. Which he hated. He thought it was the worst experience of his life. But during one of the breaks in filming, he was in charge of Kurt Cameron. Um, so he was telling him, oh, my daughter loves growing pain. She's the biggest fan of that show. And, and how old are you? About 25 now? Uh, no, I was in elementary school. Okay, gotcha. And Kurt Cameron said, oh, we should call her. They went to a hospital phone and Kurt Cameron called me. When I was in elementary school, and it was the coolest day of my life, I immediately after I talked to him hung up, called all my friends. They're like, "Okay," and then I get to school the next day, and my friends had already told other people, like, right. "Now no he's going to that. tell you this BS story, yeah. like no one believes <laughs> her. Right. whatever." A-
2: Allie thinks Kurt Cameron called her.
4: Kurt Cameron <laughs> at the height of Kurt Cameronness, like he was on all the Tiger Beat magazines. Mm-hmm. You liar! It's real. You can call my dad, which was my defense. I kept lies, saying, lies, you can call my dad, lies. you guys. And it was like, why would we call your dad, you loser? And I'm like, dad, can you come to school and tell people? He's like, no. Who cares? It's it still, as you can tell, it still affects me. And, and, and you me still sad.
2: believe that Kurt Cameron He did
4: that. call me, you Still, I think You still
2: was, have was, an imaginary friend. It was
6: Kurt and Cameron, different guy. Uh,
4: we can call my dad right now.
6: No, you weirdo.
4: Let's call my dad.
6: Allie, that didn't happen. It doesn't always have to be it doesn't always have to be celebrity based, right? No. I have a story that I tell and I I honestly think about it at least once a month, and it is a ten year old story.
4: Okay. Local, Mm -hmm.
6: regional story.
4: So was mine. Mine took place in Westlake Village. Yeah, but yours didn't
6: happen. Mine (laughs) did. Oh my god. Oh my god.
2: The Brian, Land- Brian, you hang on. We're going to get to you right after Jet's the- story. one 800 520 You had a thing happen that nobody believes is real. All right, mm. go ahead.
6: At the Arc Light, there is a very high staircase. And it's actually the one that leads to where Kevining was, the mm-hmm. poster of Kevining. Oh. So- oh,
4: it's like three staircases in one. It absolutely yeah. is. It's very okay. high.
6: Almost like the Untouchables scene. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a
4: crazy staircase.
6: Exactly. So... I was leaving about a 10, 30, or 11 p.m. movie. Uh-huh. And it was pretty desolate in
2: the arc light at that point. Wow, well, your facts are already shifting, yeah, by the way. What movie was it? Ten thirty? 10, 30? Was it 11? No, I don't
6: even remember the movie.
2: You don't uh-huh. remember the
4: movie, but it's a story you think about every 10 <laughs> years. Call, call, call Ali's dad F after you. this happened. Oh, my dad what? just texted me and said, Jensen's a liar. All right.
6: There's a guy walking in front of us, and uh-huh. he gets to the second stair. I would say there's, what, 100? Oh, at least, yeah. Maybe 150? Second stair trips on his own foot mm-hmm. and rolls hardcore violently fast down the stairs. Down all of them I mean, I'm rolling on top of himself, catching his feet a little bit on the landings, yeah. but then hitting it again and going back down those. Oh as my gosh. he's going down, the woman he's with looks back at us uh-huh. and says, uh, it's okay, everything's gonna be fine. Like as if she's seen him do it before. So now in my head I'm thinking, is he a stunt man? I don't yeah. I can't figure it out. He lands haphazardly on the final steps and uh-huh. then runs into the wall where the posters usually are, hits that pretty hard, falls for a second, gets back up and walks away. The, the girl, he, woman he was with kind of runs down and then they walk out.
2: As if nothing had happened. As if nothing had happened. He's not at all hurt.
6: No, nothing. And And if if I wasn't with my friend Katie, I wouldn't believe it
2: happened. Oh,
4: we've got Katie on line four who said, stop bringing me into this lie. It
2: (laughs) happened, and no one believes me. And that man who (laughs) fell down the stairs was Kirk Cameron. That's <laughs> oh, the my most hell. incredible thing ever. <laughs> All right, let's take Brian's call real quick. Lake Forest, line two, and then we'll get to the rest. 1-800-520-1067. Brian, you swear to us it happened, but you have trouble convincing people that that is so, right? Nobody believed that Clay Matthew
1: taught my eight-year-old son to be a better defensive end one day in the park about a few months ago. Just like a
6: normal park? You guys were just there and he walked over? Right. I, I took
1: him there to work on him because you got to work on some stuff. He walks up and says, let me help you out. I'm like, oh, yep, you go. My son has no idea who he is. <laughs> nobody will believe me because they ask him, like, did he do it? I'm like, I don't know who that is. And he's like, I don't know. No, nobody believes a single word of it.
2: How uh, was how his hair in person? Was it amazing? It was not so covered in, in fuzz and stuff. It was really, really nice. Okay, mm. I mean, you keep on believing that story if it makes
4: you look good in your kid's eyes. Yeah, it was just Uh-oh. some weirdo with a ponytail.
2: it. You day. just gotta be—I mean,
3: I be mean, more I will
2: careful too, about who honest. wants to play with your kid. I'm just saying.
8: Brian, <laughs> 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 all right, Brian. Thank
2: you. thank you for listening. Thank you for the call. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. It happened, but nobody believes you. We'll take your calls next on K Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean show. K-Rock. You swear it happened to you but you can't get anyone to believe it. Sabrina Anaheim, thank you for calling. Thank you for holding. What's going on?
7: Um, yeah, I was at the um the mall with my kids and then we were walking around and my son found a penny and we were in front of a fountain so he's like, you know, I'm like, "Well, make a make a wish, you know, mm-hmm. toss it in." And um so he makes a wish.
4: And I was She's like, oh, lying. Wish. Like, well, let her, she, let, her let her finish. Let her finish, oh, old Come on.
2: To
6: say
2: that so. <laughs> All right. So Penny uh, in a fountain, okay?
7: So he makes a wish. I'm like, what would you wish for? He goes, I wish you could go to Disneyland. I was like, oh, that's a good wish. I wish I could make that happen for you. But, you know, Disneyland's so expensive. So um, anyway, we go to the restroom, and I see this backpack. I'm like, "Who is this giant backpack in the bathroom? Who forgets that? And I started thinking, well, maybe it's like a homeless person, but I don't know. So I I started to look inside to see if there's a contact. And as I'm looking, I find these Disneyland passes. And there's three of them. them, And I have two kids. I was like, no way. That's that's really weird. So
2: you stole them from a homeless person?
7: (laughs) 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 No, Never no no um i i was just like oh my gosh what do i do and um i don't know whose backpack this is and you know if i turn it in someone's gonna those things are gone so i waited and i was just kind of waiting and then um i'm like you know what i'm not gonna sit here in the bathroom all day so i started like making my way out but some people were coming they're like oh my god did you find a backpack in there? Is there a backpack and i was like oh yeah there is one actually i was like dang it But at the same time, I
4: was happy for them because, you know, I wasn't trying to take their Disneyland passes.
2: She's lying. I believe her, and I think it's wonderful. Sabrina's a good, good, she's a good mom. When I was about four, this uh, Reddit post begins, I was jumping on the top bunk of my uncle's bunk bed. The whole thing collapsed with me still on it. I got up from the wreckage, only to step directly on a loose nail that went straight through my foot. Oh! I walked out to the living room where my grandma sat me down on the couch while she called up my dad. I don't remember much what happened after that, but I can perfectly recall the way it felt having to walk on the edge of my heel to avoid driving it deeper into my foot, being worried I would get in trouble for all the blood dripping on my grandma's light gray carpet and couches. But no one else remembers it, and I don't even have a scar. (laughs) My dad and my grandma both swear up and down it never happened, but I remember it so well.
4: Interesting.
2: You were four. Beat it, kid. Wow.
4: Right? He doesn't even have a foot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of people think things happen with their kids, but Mm. we're talking about you're a grown-up, and you know it happened, and you still can't get anyone to believe you. Like our man Henry on Line 6. He's in San Fernando. Henry we are here to believe you. What's going on?
1: Hi, there was this... Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, morning. Dude, I was uh, working security for the Golden Globe Awards, and mm-hmm. um, for the after party, I saw Katy Perry walk, walk in, and I swear when she walked in, she kept checking me out. So,
4: <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, hear him out, guys. Okay, hear him okay, out. Hear him Go right. on, Henry. No Keep going with your lies.
1: And... uh. <laughs> And, um, I, um, towards the end of the night, I saw her again and she grabbed me by my arm and stared into my eyes. Wow. I don't know what to say. And, uh, towards, uh, oh, I went to go to my work, co-workers and my wife and nobody believed me.
4: Okay. You don't have a wife either, Henry, right?
2: <laughs> you might not even have a job or co-workers. <laughs> Henry, you're living in a fantasy world, son. You gotta, you gotta get some help. Katy Perry was
1: I not checking
2: you out.
1: I swear that's what happened, and I'm sticking to my story. All right. Uh, okay.
4: I don't hate it. I don't hate
1: it, Henry. <laughs> you, you're going to allow it? Yeah, I'm going
4: to allow that story. Okay. You're a loser. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Thank you, Henry. I mean, look, I'd like to walk around thinking that Katy Perry was checking me out, too, but it just it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to Robert L.A. He is on line two up next on The Kevin Bean Show. Robert, what's going on?
1: Morning party, people. Morning. Morning. So, uh my story happened back in the early 90s so i believe 91 mm-hmm. i think uh, 10 years old so my parents worked at this warehouse over in huntson park by alameda the warehouse still there across the street was a park so when i would go out of school i would hang out in the park with some of my friends and one day a small tornado came by and we all ran and they made it into the restroom i got caught between the restroom and the tornado so i went under a bench Mm-hmm. Held down for dear life. My feet were up in the air, mm-hmm. and nobody believes that it ever happened.
4: Yeah, uh, because it didn't. Do you think lies, that's why? Lies more
2: lies. so you were the. <laughs> I swear o- y- it happened. Y- you were the only person who got caught up in that tornado. Actually, no.
1: There was also a big homeless man that was sitting in one of the benches, <laughs> and he held down to the table, what? and all his belongings went up in the air.
2: This unreliable is,
1: this witness. Is
6: Wizard of Oz. You watched Wizard of Oz on TV. <laughs> yeah, wait, I have a question. It, Does anyone else remember this?
1: Well,
4: I well, they were all in the bathroom.
1: Right, was almost twenty years ago, over twenty years so ago. So no one okay. remembers. Uh, it. They do. We yeah, we talked about it afterwards. That uh, how crazy it was. And you got uh, your story uh, straight and everything. That. <laughs>
2: you you yeah, conf- I mean, you, you told them what it. to say.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we all experienced it. They ran into the restroom, mm-hmm. but I didn't make it. So I just snuck under a bench and... And then well, I woke up and well. he was there and you were there and
6: you were a lion and you needed a heart.
2: Robert, you're a hero, man. You survived the worst natural disaster to ever hit Southern California, but you're the only one who remembers it. Because you know the tornadoes that hit Huntington Park all the time. Oh, notorious, oh, yeah. yeah. All the time.
1: I, it happened. Okay. Stick, I to stick my start. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock.
2: We want to give you your tickets for the show. Green Day, Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and the Interrupters. They're all playing Dodger Stadium July 25th. Tickets are on sale now. You can also win a pair at uh, krock.com. But we're giving them away in a game we like to call Baby Songs. Baby Songs, oh Baby Songs. this happens a lot. There's, there's, there's like baby songs. It sounds like baby songs and there's, were you searching for the word lullabies when you said baby songs twice? (laughs) Yes, I was. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) I was. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, uh,
2: so that's where it came from and forever they will be known as baby songs and it's exactly what they are as little lullaby versions of rock and roll songs. We're going to be playing one for each caller and all they have to do is identify the song by title and artist. Here's the hint. They're all uh, fallout boy green day or weezer songs okay it, yeah so one of the three bands you're going to be seeing if you end up winning the tickets we'll play the baby song version you tell us who the artist is and what the name of the song is we'll take him in order beer mug and we'll start with joe and van eyes he's up first line one hey joe morning how you guys doing we're doing great so listen up it's going to be one of those three bands title and artist here we go <laughs> I know that sounds familiar to you. Who's the band? What's the song? Uh, Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh... Mm-hmm. It sounds like you don't have a title. My songs, you know what you do in the dark? Sorry. No. Oh. We were looking
4: for Sugar.
2: Oh. We're going down. I'm sorry, Ali. Yes, you were going to sing it. Let's have Ali no, sing no, no, them no, instead. No, no. Yeah, it's it.
4: fine. It's That's fine. a great idea. All oh, right.
2: Nice. Songs, oh baby, songs. Andrew Claremont, up next, line two on the Kevin Bean Show. Andrew, uh, so far, no one in the drawing. Let's see if we can get you in there. You ready? All right, let's get it. Good luck. I mean, that it's, was, it's
1: awful. Tough. It's, it's yeah. awful, but what is it? What the hell is it? Yeah. Um, is it let's go, Green Day. Yes. yes. Um, Green Day, and let's just throw out a Green Day. in then. the dark. Let's try "When I Come Around." Ah. I'm sorry.
5: Welcome to
4: paradise. Yeah, the little xylophone was the only clue right there,
2: but it, wow. That was a tough one. That one's yeah. not on you, my friend. That one's not on you. All right, Aaron Anaheim up next. Aaron, oh for 2 so far with our other callers. How are you feeling about your chances? Uh, feeling pretty lucky, hopefully. Oh, yeah, that sounded very convincing, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, <Aaron>. yeah. <laughs> All right, it's a Fall Out Boys song, a Green Day song, or a Weezer song. Title and artist, good luck. All right. Is weird. Another
1: yeah.
2: hard one. Okay. All right. Ugh.
1: What
2: do you think, Gary? Uh, sounded like a fallout Out Boy. I'm sorry. Al. Oh, no. Yeah. You had the time of your life. Yeah. There I think you it go. was a remix of that. was hard, yeah. 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 Okay. Nice try, though. Thank you for playing anyway. All right. We're not quite in sudden death, but we're getting close. Let's say hi to Jason Lake Forest. Jason, help us out here. We want to give away these Hella Mega Tour tickets. All right, I'm ready. Good luck. Okay. What say you, sir? Weezer Buddy Holly. Yeah. All right, Jason is in the drawing. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Would you rather listen to nothing but baby songs for the rest of your life or be deaf? Uh, baby songs. Really? I think yeah. I'd rather be deaf. Uh, for everything? Yeah. That's, no. a, that's how bad they are. <laughs> baby
6: songs, oh, baby <laughs>
8: songs.
4: We <laughs> <laughs> would never hear another no, thing. Never hear dogs saying, wife. I love you again. Yeah, never animals? hear a dog.
2: No, no radio ever no, again. No, no radio. No, no, no just. Just oh to life. avoid this. All right, uh, <laughs> Jessica Chino, you ready to play the game?
8: I am, thank you.
2: Title and artist, good luck. Yes. Right. I feel good about your chances here. <laughs> I know, it's a little honky honky with you. I feel good. Jessica, what do you got?
7: Um, I know it's by Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. Correct? And, oh, uh, shoot. going to get me. What's it called? Um, it's
2: called. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Dance, dance is what we were looking dance, for. All right, dance. nice try though. One more call. Let's make it Woodland Hills. Let's say hi to George, our final contestant. Oh, see goodness. if we can get Jason some uh, some company there in the winner's circle. George, you ready to play? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> This is the worst sandals resort party I've ever been to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George, what do you think?
1: You know, surprisingly, it didn't sound too far from the actual song. No? So, I, I, Island in the Sun, Weezer. Oh,
2: So both of our qualifiers got lucky with Weezer songs. Mm-hmm. Jason and George are in the running. Only one will win a pair of tickets to the Hell Omega Tour at Dodger Stadium July 25th to see those bands, plus uh, Fall Out Boy, Green Day, and The Interrupters. Miss Allie McKay, who's our winner, please? The winner is Jason. Yay! Yes! Jason, way to go, man. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate have a, it. Have I a great time next it. July 25th, and thanks for playing <laughs> Baby Songs. <laughs> Baby Songs,
3: Show the world famous K Rock.
4: And now a public service announcement from the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, it's Allie. I know we mostly kid here on Kevin and Bean, but with today's heat, I want to get serious for a second. With these temperatures, buttholes are the first to feel it. Be aware of swamp ass. Keep a washcloth close and your anus in mind. Thanks for listening. The Kevin and Bean Show. We care.
2: Is this the final a blast of summer heat, or do you think it's coming back in October like it sometimes does?
6: You say blast because the swamp-ass thing?
2: No, no, just oh. because, you know, it's... To the Venus's? Uh,
6: listen, I feel like we've said this six, seven times already mm. in the last two months. It's the last hot day. It's supposed <laughs>
2: to be 100 in the Valley today. <laughs> is it really? I yes. Oh, wow. But yeah. it's supposed to cool down significantly starting tomorrow. It's supposed
4: now. to rain Saturday, I heard. There's
2: 30% chance. I'm oh, just wondering exciting. if if this is it, if now it's oh, going to no. be... Okay. There
4: are years I've had to turn on my air conditioning when I'm decorating for Christmas.
2: All right, so it's still 100 degrees still still in our future.
4: Well, yeah. also, I decorate for Christmas in July. So true, that, that's
2: true. Yeah. All right, that's speaking true. of weather, Allie, just real quick, before we get into your final love what's happening, we yes. were doing a call-in topic with our listeners last hour about things uh, that happened to you that nobody believes. And do you remember the young man who called, who made up that story about the mini tornado in yes. um, Huntington, right? Yeah. Well, Highland another- Highland
4: Park, right? Huntington Park? Uh, Huntington Park, yes. Okay.
2: Another listener, not the caller, but another listener was so intrigued that he researched the archives of the L.A. Times mm-hmm. to find this story. Winds, torrential rain, blasts homes and motorists. Small tornado rips El Sereno District as strong storms soak <laughs> Southern California. Tornado-like winds ripped off roofs. Lightning bolts knocked out electric power. Drenching rain snarled freeways and prompted flash flood warnings. And a powerful spring storm hammered Southern California. Here it is. Fire officials say a mini-tornado... Carrying winds exceeding 100 miles an hour struck a one-block strip of El Sereno <laughs> Avenue just north of Huntington Drive in the El Serino District of L.A. Shredding roofs, shattering windows, downing a 100-year-old oak tree and toppling a billboard onto the back of a car.
6: I can't believe this guy went as far as to make these fake articles. <laughs> yeah, how no, did no, he no. do
4: that how in that amount of time?
2: No, no, no. What I'm saying is the Times seems to be supporting the mini tornado that he described that he was stuck in, that he was hanging on he by his fingernails. For, and he wrote for the paper. He yeah, didn't write for the paper. Paper. He was just a guy in the wrong place at the wrong time when the weather hit. Oh, but that's I'm, such a big liar. I'm just saying we accused him of making the whole thing up. Lies, lies, and more lies. But now it sounds like it might have happened. Total liar. What if he's telling the truth? Uh-uh. <sighs> uh-uh. All right, Allie, take us on with the final What's Happening here on a Tuesday morning Kevin and Beats show.
4: We were talking Somebody about... call my mama. How hot it's going to be today in the Valley. Um, can I tell you what not to do in your car? Uh, okay. Do not leave a bottle of dry shampoo in your uh, center console. Why do I say that? Because a teenage girl from St. Louis, Missouri, left a bottle of dry shampoo in her car all day, came back later to find that the container had blown a hole through her sunroof. Wow. You guys hear me?
6: Yeah. No, I'm
4: hot. She had placed the aerosol can inside the car's closed middle console. The heat became so hot that it caused it to explode. It blew the console cover off of its hinges, shot through the sunroof, and went high enough in the air that it landed 50 feet away. Wow. A little dry shampoo aerosol.
6: I mean, a key word here is aerosol. It's aerosol. Yeah. But still. It's through a
4: through a center console, through a sunroof, and then fifty feet away, yeah, someone could have died.
2: That's probably That's
4: hot. Oh, okay. Well. Just saying it's pretty powerful.
2: I joke. mean, if that happened, that's bad.
4: I mean, it it was in the news. Uh, she's
2: claiming it happened. But so, so was
6: okay. that tornado, and that
2: was fake. <laughs> uh, okay, you're right.
4: You're right. Uh, Jeffrey Wright and Jonah Hill are both in talks to star in the upcoming film from director Matt Reeves, The Batman. We all know it. It's the DC reboot that's gonna have Robert Pattinson as the caped crusader. Here is uh is what they're up for. Jeffrey Wright is in talks for the role of Commissioner James Gordon and Jonah Hill. According to Collider... I don't go
9: on, like, Kevin and Bean. I'm like, yo, this is my favorite show, (laughs) like...
4: In talks to play the Riddler. (gasps) Okay. I like both of those castings. Uh Isn't
2: it crazy how frequently Batman movies get made? A little too much. And TV shows, for that matter, too. Yeah, too many. Are you talking about the Joker?
4: No, I mean, look—you better not be, because no. I'm saying
2: yeah. I'm saying the Batman sounds mm-hmm. like it's going to be great too. It's just it, I don't I can't think of another franchise that they more frequently redo, remake, and reboot. I mean, Spider-Man arguably, you know, just as close. But I mean, even with the even with the TV shows like the Batgirl TV show that's coming on Gotham just finished, you know, it just seems like movie after movie with uh, this franchise. It's been around forever. It's he too many
4: Batman. I mean, I, we just got to the bottom of it. You I hate guess. him. I don't you care. hate you hate a poor child that lost no, his parents. No, I don't at all. You just, hate orphans. I'm just
2: surprised. I, I don't care. I don't care for orphans. Okay, I don't. True, but I'm just surprised at the resiliency of the character, considering it's what 80 years old or something like that. It, we we are as fascinated by Batman as we ever were.
6: And there's a million video games. Yeah, there's, I mean it's, it's, cartoons. Yeah. The whole deal. Yeah,
4: you both hate Batman. We get it. I'm loud and I enjoy, clear. Okay.
6: I enjoy it. Just, Good a lot. God,
4: you two. Gwen Stefani has announced the final 16 performance dates for her two-year-long headlining residency. It's called Gwen Stefani, Just a Girl, at Zappos Theater at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. The show is going to end May 16th, 2020, but the final 16 performances, that's for February and May of next year, are going to go on sale this Friday. But maybe that's too far out for you. There are still a limited number of tickets and VIP packages for the remaining shows this year, which would be in October and November. So check those
6: out. Sounds bananas. File. Go ahead and
4: file that. Um, You guys keeping up with Dancing with the Stars? Is it currently on? It is currently on, and they just said goodbye to, I believe, the first person? Baby. Okay, who's that? Well, here's the thing. When I read this, I'm like, this can't be right. After two hours of live performances, uh. <laughs> oh my uh. God, it was revealed at the end of the episode that two celebrity pro-dancing pairings were in jeopardy of elimination. One, Ray Lewis. Apparently he...
2: <laughs> I'm not going to be the one to tell him.
4: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be. Uh, the other one, the Supremes, Mary Wilson. Mary Wilson.
2: Okay, well, she's very old.
4: Well, she shot, shot, shot her way right oh. on out of that show, you guys. Okay. So, I would have
6: rather seen the murderer go.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Look i was wrong about dancing with the stars before it debuted and i'm wrong about it now america seems to love that show
4: you uh you told the creators when they came in to tell you about this brand new show that they had called Mm -hmm. dancing with the stars that i i don't even think you let them get away with one season before you said it would be canceled right
2: yes we we thought it would be canceled before the first season concluded Yes, you guys
6: put all of your weight into the diving show
2: uh, we were we were into Splash, and we were uh, and we were also into um, um, Knock, Knock, Who's There? <laughs> no, you weren't. Knock,
4: Knock, Live. <laughs>
2: knock, Knock, Live, yes. <laughs> that, that was the one we thought would go on forever, no, it was you Knock, Knock, Live. And Utopia? Were you guys big into Utopia but as well? But Dancing with the Stars had already been a sensation in like 14 other countries, yet we still said, look, trust us on this. We're Americans and you're not, okay? We know this country. And this country is not going to watch anyone do the cha-cha-cha. We're just not. Here we are,
4: twenty nine seasons later or something. It's an obscene amount. Still
2: of... one of the biggest shows on television. So. Cuckoo,
4: cuckoo! You guys, uh, Lizzo's "Truth Hurts" doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job It's sticking around on the Billboard Hot One Hundred oh chart no! in the number one spot uh, for the fourth straight week. But here's the thing: it's now the longest running number one solo single by a female I, rapper I of all like, time. Don't like that stat. You don't. Not a rapper. She raps.
6: Yes. I understand she raps. She's not a rapper. She <sighs> took over Cardi B's position? That's Yeah, she- but I Cardi yellow. B's a rapper. Mm-hmm. Lizzo is a, I would even say she's more in pop or I would even push her towards R&B more than I would rap.
2: I don't think she's a rapper. <sighs> you could have had a bad bitch.
4: Bean? Non-committal. Jump. I don't, That's rapping. Jumping.
2: I do not think of her as a rapper. I, mm. I think she has rap tendencies in her lyrics. Yes. In her songs. She has rap portions. Well, but sorry, they don't sings. have
4: a longest-running number one rap-adjacent single. <laughs> it could have been a pop
3: single. It could have been a...
4: See, she could have been right. a bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, congratulations to yeah. Lizzo. Uh, so they hate Batman and <laughs> Lizzo. You guys are awful human beings. You got anything else? The numbers get smaller,
2: on? the hits get bigger. I'm happy for Lizzo. I think it's great. All she right. She's terrific. She's enormously talented, but I agree. Do you think she's a rapper like Cardi B is a rapper or Nikki is a rapper?
6: No.
4: Uh, Allie? Like- I don't. My headphones went out. I wasn't.
2: Okay. I mean, does Paula
4: Abdul yeah.
6: rap because of MC Scat Cat?
4: MC Scat Cat raps.
6: She kind of raps too. She's like, uh, I smoke cigarettes and you don't, or whatever she did in that song. What That's, was that? <laughs> That's what she what said. just happened? <laughs> That's
4: what she says in the song. In what song? In Opposites attract. Really? Yeah.
6: One of them smokes and the other one doesn't.
4: Okay. One
6: of them makes the bed, the other ruins. Whatever. They opposites attract.
4: But she doesn't do it sing-songy. Does she she? kind
6: of raps it. Yeah. I mean um, the same way Lizzo does,
4: man. No. She's
6: singing. I mean, I don't know why you hate her. Janet Jackson, singer, or rapper.
4: Janet Jackson, singer. She raps sometimes. She's a Jason. Where did she rap? Rhythm Nation. Why do some people tune out? What part of Rhythm Nation I don't know. did she rap in? I, I in just the five, saying, four, three. That's two, a rap. One, and it's not her. All right. I'm screaming. God damn it. <laughs> Please, Tuesday. Please. Some birthdays for you. Stephanie McMahon, Ben Platt, Nia Vardalos, and Kevin Sorbo. Disappointed! I think you speak for a lot of people, sir. <laughs> and that's what's happening. I don't feel
2: like we ended in a good place today, <laughs> but we do have a chance to regroup and try again Wednesday. Um, on your drive home today, listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers with our friends Striker and Klein. Tomorrow on the program, uh, Wednesday means be mixes guests. Got that on the show tomorrow. Also, Jensen and Allie, uh, are you guys not um, text compatible? Is that what we're learning here?
4: We text very, very differently. Mm-hmm. I am
6: 100% behind the way I do it. I think it's the only way to text.
4: And I think it's egregious. Infuriating, <laughs> you said. Infuriating. Kevin, yeah. and
6: Kevin, who won't be here, he's dead. Rest in peace. Uh, he also believes I'm a maniac for it. Yeah. We'll okay. talk about it tomorrow.
2: Uh, we'll discuss. Also, we have so much cool stuff to give away. Uh, more WWE twenty fifth anniversary Smack or twentieth anniversary Smackdown tickets for you tomorrow. We also have the Hella Mega Tour tickets for you tomorrow. We got more Joker tickets because you can't get enough Batman. And tomorrow only a masked singer. ticket contest. Uh-huh. You can be in the audience for an episode of the craziest show on TV. Fox's the masked singer.
0: All of that tomorrow, right here on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean show, the world famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too. With the name, your price tool from progressive. It works just the way it sounds.